live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we just needed some way to talk and not have to worry about what other people would think about it. And this is what we ended up with. Quality programming. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. It's kind of hard to miss me. If you want to go ahead and try and get in touch with me, S-H-U-J-I-N. Let me go ahead and do a very quick introduction for everybody that's here. From the Midwest of the U.S., where it's uh, not quite that bitter cold right now. Bridget, good morning. Good morning. Or just... actually, good evening for you. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can't even tell what time it is. I just woke up. It's um, showtime is what it is. Yeah, good evening. Uh, now we're just like dodging flooding and tornadoes and crap now. So <laughs> the cold is over for today. Beauty. It'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. That's just great. So uh, at the moment, right now, Bridget is it. So let me fill you in. We know for well, Dallin is going to have a hard time trying to get in touch with us because, well, you know, it is what it is. I'd like to have him on, but, you know, without a main computer to work with, it's difficult at best uh Unreno tech is out partying up which is perfectly fine no worries joey might be still napping joseph uh i saw that he was live on facebook a little while ago but uh he might have fallen back asleep again again no big thing uh and uh heretic woman's still dead so um yeah there's nothing we can do about that one um and for those of you that uh, might remember the joke, uh, Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead. So um, this is one of those times where I think that Heretic Woman would have appreciated me going ahead and mentioning it because, well, two reasons. One is, well, I mean, it's the first Power 10 without her. And that sucks. And the other part of it is I got a, um, uh, I got the, uh, I got the, the funeral card in the mail. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things, man, is is what it is. I did put out the word over on the uh, atheist and skeptical community uh, over on Facebook and looking to see if anybody is uh, awake and wants to join us. They can. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But in the meantime... While we're, uh, while we're kind of waiting to see if anybody wants to join us. For those of you that are watching live, of course, thank you very much. Please take advantage of the question and answer system on one side or other. I don't know where it is for you. I don't care. Uh, all I know is that you're here, and, and thank you. Uh, Stephanie, I know full well that you're over there. Felis, hi, guys. And, yeah, uh, you know, uh, as I mentioned, it is a Power of Ten episode, which means there will be no filtering on what we say and what we do. So if you would prefer not to have to deal with it, this is going to be a very not safe for work episode. You have been warned and we've been doing this many times over at this point. So it's kind of the way that works. Every 10th episode, we basically say whatever it is that we feel like. And the show is age restricted on YouTube for exactly that reason. So if you'd rather not hear this kind of stuff, that's perfectly fine. You can skip over. There's plenty of other shows. There's nine out of 10 of our shows are not that kind. So you can, you you know, I know for well that there were some people that um, we warned them over on second life that, you know, it's a power 10. So we'll, 
you know, we'll be talking about stuff that we don't normally talk about. And they're just like, well, if it gets into politics, I don't think that I want to listen. I'm like, it will. Most assuredly, it will. So, you know, if you want to pass up on this one, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't don't want you being upset about it. But if you want to be upset with us, this is the show to be on with it. So uh, with that having been said, fuck y'all. You're welcome. Got it out of the way early. No, I don't really mean it. It's just, I mean, if you're listening this far, it's it's kind of what you uh, what you do over there. Uh, just joining us over there, Jams. Uh, hi. No idea who you are, but welcome. Hope that you're having yourself a good night. Uh, before I get uh, rolling with it all, um, there anything that uh, you want to go ahead and, and uh, say about anything right off the bat before we before I actually do like intro and everything as warning for anybody. No, there's just several people at this point that I would like to tell them to go fuck themselves with a cactus on fire sideways. I would very much love to see what a cactus on fire looks like without accelerant added because I know for a while they're, you know, they kind of got a lot of that. And they kind of, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they we got a lot still of probably come up with some kind of a Photoshop of it or something. I'm sure, but truth be told, I... Mm, yeah, I, I there are very few times where I would like to see a, a flaming anything inserted into somebody's ass. Uh, that's usually not the kind of stuff that gets populated on my Pornhub feed. So, well, no, fine. This, this I would say, you know, for people that I really, really despise. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, it would sound rather painful, especially if it was turned sideways. Yeah. Yep. We'll work from there. So anyway, let me go ahead and get everything rolling. Uh, we will see what's going on. Uh, by the way, uh, Bridget, are you actually in the uh, the Atheists and Skeptical Podcasters group on Facebook? Yes. Okay. So uh, I, I saw that somebody had commented on the thing. So if you could uh, take a swing over and uh, take sure. a see what was going on, I would appreciate it. All right, anyway, so uh, DJ, uh, like I said, welcome. Uh, feel free to go ahead and comment whatever it is that you would like to say while we're going to our stuff, I will keep track as to what's going on momentarily. But in the meantime, let me go ahead and uh, get your rollout over here. So uh, your five minute freestyle this week is uh, starts right now. And I, I titled this one pride. I, I had to deal with. <sighs> okay. We've seen on occasion, the various different posts about how much sugar is in your drink of choice and you know there's usually somebody that's got a, a sending up the the picture of uh, somebody that's put a board up with a whole bunch of different types of soft drinks and the amount of sugar that's supposed to be in each one of them and it's usually a poorly done display and and i've i've had to deal with it on occasion because people just repost it and it's just like oh god all right all right all right skeptics with a k it's it's already auto populating because I've been there so many times. All right, great, fine. Here, here's the here's the page. Here's where all the information is. It shows that this is not exactly quite right. Yes, there is a lot of sugar, but no, it's not the way that they put it out there. And all this happy. Okay, you got the all right. So, somebody had done a video where they took uh, I forget what the brand was, but it, it was a a brand of soft drink that was 600 milliliters of fluid. And it had something on the order of 30 grams of sugar, according to the label. They took it, they emptied it into a, a, a 
speaker. I forget exactly what it's called. And it looked like it was being done in like a high school lab kind of thing. They put a Bunsen burner under it. They put a, a burner mat under it. They boiled off all of the liquid and they were left with this black sludge that was supposed to be 50 grams of sugar, supposedly which at that point was all blackened because, I mean, well, you, you leave it on the burner for too long. Well, all right, whatever. So they went ahead and they were, they were saying about, you know, it's all the sugar is, is bad for you to have, you know, every day. And I, I looked at this and I'm just like, wait a minute. We don't have any way of knowing how much sugar is actually in that stuff that's left over after all the liquid's been evaporated. The label says it's supposed to be 30, a little over 30. Let's, let's say 32. 32 grams of sugar, which means if it's close, that's quite a margin of error, which means there's other stuff other than just sugar in there. And yeah, sugar does look like that once you've you know, boiled it off and burned it. So yeah, and it, it flakes off and, and yeah, I, I get it, but daily allowance according to the fda per per day is 50 grams of sugar now admittedly you know 30 32 grams in one shot yeah it's a lot but yeah you know it, it's still not really that bad depending as to how the rest of your diet goes and if you're only doing it you know every other day but otherwise your sugar intake is you know managed it shouldn't be that bad but yeah, you know, it's it's really not that. Okay. So they went ahead and they basically, you know, we, we went back and forth on a couple of issues that I pointed out were factually wrong. And their attitude was, you know, you could just leave it alone if the point is being made. Well, when I had gotten that, I had already decided that, you know, whatever they're going to say at this point, you know what, it... it I'm just going to leave it at that and, and let it go. And as much as it was annoying for me to have somebody, you know, basically go you know, piss off because I don't, I don't care that, you know, the fine print is wrong. Yeah. All right. All right. Whatever. But a little while later, my phone rings. Ooh, I say, look at that. My phone is ringing. And it's a number that I recognize because it's coming up on my caller ID. It's the person that I was interacting with. Now, fortunately, at this point, my phone didn't want to get over to answering it because, you know, many computers, they slow down sometimes and, well, whatever. But I knew what it was going to be. I knew as soon as I saw that phone number come up, I knew what it was going to be. Why did you go ahead and get involved in all this? Why couldn't you just let it go if the point was being made, yada, 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 and wanted to say in private what it didn't want to say in public? Which was basically to say, keep your stupid damn facts away from me, you motherfucker. But in slightly nicer terms. You know what? You want to have your ignorance? Fine. I was going to let you have it anyway. Because... As much as it hurts my pride to not be right, it's worse for my pride to know full well that, you know, somebody that I respect 
or try to, doesn't understand if you're going to be right about something, you should be as right as you could be. It's episode 250 on the docket, Your Honor. Fuck the fucking fuckers, because uh, Tim Minson had uh, had uh, mentioned, mentioned, had had a, had a great song called the Pope Song. No, I didn't link it, but I'm gonna. <laughs> and um, if I remember right, the refrain is, fuck the fucking fucker, fuck the fucking Pope. Uh, I may be uh, synopsizing it a little bit, but, you know. Be that as it may, it, it is what it is. But um, we've got the church. We've got the border wall. We've got a false emergency and emergency powers. We've got the shit going down there in South America. We've got Brexit. We've got somebody in the military that we're probably going to end up talking about. Can't imagine why. We've got a whole mess of shit that we've got, and we've only got two hours to cover it in. This is going to be one of those nights, guys. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about whatever the hell it is that comes up that we want to get off our chests because, God damn it, we deserve it at this point. And no, I'm not drinking anything other than the last of my coffee at this point. But it will be what it'll be. In any case, I did go looking up information about Rafe Badawi. There is no new information in the news at this point, which, as I keep reminding you, is unfortunately much more the rule than the exception. Which sucks. But be that as it may, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been six years, eight months, 11 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime, our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. So let's start with the uh, let's start with the uh, the easy one, Bridget, the Catholic fucking Church. You heard about uh, you heard about uh, what it's been coming from close to on high with these guys this week. Uh, not specifically this week, but <clears throat> I've seen quite a few stories of enough victim blaming to go around to just, <sighs> it, and, and it's everything from the kids' faults that the, you know, that the kids are seducing the uh, priest to yep. they're spreading the gay agenda. The gay agenda is behind all this. And mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you do that to kids? How do you blame the kids? What did the kids supposedly done and it 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 comes down to with the problem they're like moving the priest around and things and i think the pope finally said well i might need to do something about these priests but it's a little late yep yep and it's uh it's uh freaking annoying and by the way tripping see you over there hi man yeah uh, the idea that um kids in in this case i can rightly say kids because we have kids who have been in their single digit years who have been um what's the uh what's the correct term for it uh anally sodomized fucked up the ass 
you know what? I think that's probably a little bit better to go ahead and say in this particular case. Fucked up the ass. Figuratively or, and literally. Or as I would say in the UK, buggered. Uh, yep. Uh, isn't it also their term pederasty? Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and put it uh, very, very simply here. We here at Holy Crap the Vlogcast do not in any way, or shape, or form advocate fucking kids, whether they be the four-legged or two-legged variety. Thank you very much. We'd really appreciate it if you just stop. Thanks. Oh, that didn't work? Hmm, jeez, all right. Uh, how about if we have uh, the local constabulatory come down on your asses, figuratively speaking? That would be really nice, wouldn't it? Let's see, how many uh, How many groups? Uh, let's see, uh, Boston. Uh, let's see, uh, Chicago. Uh, New York is investigating, last I remembered, Pennsylvania. Uh, Utah, I think, has probably had a, a couple of things, but it was a different church group, so I don't know that it really counts, does it? Different church, but same thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's count them too. Yeah. Okay. So let's do that. Uh, Waco, Texas. Oh, wait. No, that was a that's a bad moment right there, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll go with that one anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, church of Scientology. Yeah, I think they've they've kind of had their fair share of that too. No. Mm, not sure. I don't keep up with the church of Scientology. They're too whack for me. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, Jehovah's Witness. You know what? No. The, uh, Okay, to the best of our knowledge, I don't think the Jehovah's Witnesses have had any scandal come out at this point on that. No, they just go ahead and say, uh, "Well, you don't believe in uh, you don't believe in the church anymore. Uh, well, you uh, you don't get to be uh, part of anybody's family anymore. So fuck her off." Well, if the kids come forward with anything, they have to have at least two witnesses, and you're not going to have two witnesses come no. forward. No, no, of course, because if you did, it would be a it would be a fun Saturday night, and ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, a whole other thing right there. Um, yeah, the one of the one of the worst parts about it is not only that we've got that to deal with, but and and I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot just a little bit because you would know better than me, and I don't have any clue, and I think that you might not anyway. But if if a kid typically in this particular case a male kid were to come to the authorities and say that they had been raped if they were going to do a um, uh, have to do a, a rape kit on a kid and to try to press charges and such um here's the question on the table where would this rape kit typically reside, i.e., where would it be administered? Well, it would be administered around you know, the rectum, the perineal area, uh, probably under the scrotum, all sorts of fun little places. Mm -hmm. Which means adding uh, insult to injury, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And where would this service be done? What kind of facility? Hospital. Uh-huh. And uh, who is becoming one of the larger groups to administrate said hospitals? Catholics. Hospitals. I believe the term that we're now looking here right square in the eye is conflict of interest. No? Yeah. So... I don't know of any group to date 
that has refused or dragged their feet or had rape kits. Uh, what's the word that we're looking for? Uh, conveniently mistakenly moved places or um, had, had their. Um, got lost. Got, got lost. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, contaminated. That was the word I was looking for. Contaminated. Or just flat out not processed. To date, I don't believe that I've heard of that happening. However, I believe that any scriptwriter worth a grain of salt would say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can see where that could where that could happen. We could we could fit that into the storyline and make it harder on the protagonist in order to get uh, in, in order to get things done. I could see that happening." What's the number currently? Something in the order of, um, I think it's about somewhere between six and ten percent of of hospitals right now in the U.S. Roughly, it it depends on the state. Um, you know, there are some counties that have nothing but Catholic hospitals because they're that's all they have. Yep, and uh, the funny part of it is, and I say funny as in. Hmm. I've kind of considered the idea of some of these states that have said, well, if you are, if you are a doctor and you are processing abortions, you need to have admittance, uh, ad admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 miles of you. Mm -hmm. I've actually considered getting maps, finding where all of these Catholic hospitals, Catholic run hospitals are and drawing an exclusion 30 miles around them geographically and seeing how much area is actually operated by hospitals where you could have in you know clinics in those particular areas because i would love to see what the exclusion zones are for these kinds of things i'm sure pretty vast i mean where i live uh there were two catholic hospitals and one methodist hospital and I found out last week the Methodist Hospital has now been acquired by one of the two Catholic hospitals. So that's all we have. And it's annoying. Mm -hmm. It's annoying because there is, we know full well, there is such a disparity between scientific reality, and this includes biological scientific mm -hmm. reality, specifically human scientific biology, and religious dogma that it's just absolutely heinous to think of what will happen with these cases like i said to date i've not heard of anybody intentionally screwed around with these types of investigations but i could see it happening yep yep and of course you know i can easily see a whole bunch of stonewalling happening legislatively too well, yes, you are supposed to be investigating with these kinds of things, but, well, you know, we have to protect the integrity of HIPAA and um, patients' confidentiality, especially when we're talking about a minor, so we can't release the name of the minor in question to the into the to the media but the parents names are blah 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 and 
well, I can well imagine that would just go over swimmingly, couldn't you? Mm. See, it, it it sucks to be able to think about these kinds of things and go, yep, um, yeah, that's uh, that's all too possible because we've seen weirder shit than that. Only just slightly, though. Well, what really pisses me off is part of the settlements of some of these cases was to cover therapy for as long as the victim needed it. And that, you know, the church was supposed to pay for that. And at least around here, the church is like, oh, you're done. We're cutting you off treatment. No explanation why. And, you know, we don't care if we were court ordered to or not. We're done. Yeah. And of course, if uh, if that happens, they can just go ahead and say, well, uh, do you want to you want to try to get us back into court for it? Oh, this that. is yeah. There's a little thing in here that says that you can't do it because you signed that document. And well, uh, what are you gonna do for the church? Yep. Because um, I was gonna say collective bargaining. That's not the right term for it. Mediation. Mm -hmm. You you go ahead. You have a you have a mediation, and you choose your your pathway, and you you know. I don't even know what to do with them. I mean, that's just corrupt shit. That's. And the sad part of it is it's the tip of the iceberg. It's decades upon decades of this in who only know, you know what? I don't even know how many countries there are in the world. And I bet you, I bet you in every single freaking one of them, this is happening. Or at least the ones where Catholics have a foothold. Yeah. Yeah, the funny part of it is we don't hear about the Orthodox Catholics, but I think a good portion of that is because, well, um, you know, language barriers. Because, you know, that's this Greek and Russian and, and mm -hmm. all that stuff out that way. So, But, you know, we're starting to hear of it now in the Southern Baptist Convention, too, so... It's not yeah. just a problem with the Catholic Church. It's, I think it's probably all of them. Yeah, and we've we've talked about this before. That you know, is it is it the organization because they've got the organizational structure in place so that they know where to pigeonhole everybody, or is it just because they've got power and influence? Or um, is it's it power and influence? That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, and you know, again, how do we deal with all that? getting people out of the power and influence racket well um see there's a problem with that because well that's kind of um kind of hard to do legally in a lot of ways because i don't Kidnapping know snapping people's illegal we yeah can't do that oh what oh you want to go into you want to go into the kidnapping part then is that what i'm hearing because we'll segue well. over to the other one. Because you uh, know where I'm, you know exactly where I'm going since you brought that one up, don't you? Well, pick one <laughs> and run with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, even before I get to that, uh, Stephanie. It, yeah, this goes back centuries in the Catholic Church. Orthodox are the same. They're just better at covering up. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I know it's that's kind of part of the problem, and we know that all too well. Because um, the amount of power and corruption 
and absolute disregard for humanity. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll leave you with this item, although I'm not going to go and try to look it up because it's disturbing, to put it mildly. The orphanage, as I recall, in Ireland, uh. where there were hundreds, if I remember correctly, of skulls and corpses and bones of kids that were simply summarily dumped into a pit. I don't I don't remember if it was just the dead. I sincerely hope so, but I would not be entirely surprised if it wasn't exactly. So yeah, there is something with the whole disregard for humanity that I have a huge problem with. Can't imagine why. So the kidnapping part. Well, let's kind of go ahead and touch on that just a little bit, shall we? The United States government, as we know full well for the last two years, has had a big-ass boner for the southern border of the country and the people trying to cross the border legally and have decided that putting them into cages while they are trying to figure out what to do with them is the way to go because well that's the way it was written and that's the way that it was done before and no it wasn't this is high bullshit and you know it you motherfuckers but no 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 parents and kids had been separated and now we're finding out that the government has said can't find all these kids and can't find all the parents that they're supposed to be with. So I guess we'll just have yeah. people adopt them. Yeah. yeah. Which has got a couple of big ass problems with it. Uh, not the least of which is some of these adoptions. And I use the term very loosely are being done through a group that has ties to Betsy DeVos, who is currently the, let's see, uh, secretary of, uh, what's the term that we're looking at? Supposedly education. But she's another one of these corrupt motherfuckers on top of it all. I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, you know, it, it, and the worst part of it is it doesn't even feel like it's even worthwhile saying it like that. Damn it. Anyway, so we've got a problem where we've got kids who have been forcibly separated from their parents usually mothers sometimes both parents but usually mothers at this point because they're the ones that have been trying desperately to get the hell out of dodge and asking for asylum and the government of this country has been saying national international law as far as asylum seekers are concerned who cares about that nobody cares about that bullshit And I'll tell you what's the scariest part about it to me now. The scariest part about it to me now is the idea of literally tattooing numbers on parents and kids so that they match up is something that could have been utilized to mitigate this problem and fuck me in the ear and out my 
eyelashes that this could even be considered a worthwhile consideration to mitigate a problem that my country has put into motion. Imagine how pissed off I must be in my own head to even consider that this is a viable possible solution. That I would even think of that. Well, the snatching of kids, I mean, that's by design. I don't know if you've read this book by Catherine Joyce. Uh, I can, uh, you know what? If, if it starts off with, if you've read this book, the answer is no. no. The answer is no. Um, I, have, I will honestly say I am a very, very, very non-reading person right now. Well, it's written by the same woman who wrote a book on the Quiverful Movement, uh, Catherine Joyce, but there's a book called The Child Catchers. And it's about rescue trafficking and the new gospel of adoption and what they like to do. You know, this is the evangelical group is take all of these uh, kids that are, you know, non-native, non-Caucasian and adopt them out to Caucasian families. That way they can convert them into the gospel of Jesus and blah, blah, blah. And is that not a form of genocide taking away their culture and killing that off? Yeah, yeah, they did that with the uh, uh, they did it with the uh, first uh, First Nations in Canada. They did mm -hmm. it with the Native Americans here. They've done it. They tried to do it. No, sorry, they did it with the Aboriginals in Australia for a while too. So the sad part of it is nothing new. It's just more documentation, more than warning fortunately that's something that's since less it, it doesn't and the way they go about it is shady as hell too like they'll use these shell adoption agencies that are not even legally run to do this and then you got the religious ones that are now saying oh well you won't let us uh not give kids that need homes to same-sex groups because it's against our religious practices and you're going to punish us for that we'll drag your asses into the court because you're not treating us special you're trying to treat us like everybody else and that's wrong you know there's just too damn many things just interwoven with this whole thing because there's this, and then there's this on top of it, and then there's this on the side of it, and then there's this that places on top of the whole damn, you know. You know, the worst part about it is you're dealing with kids. You are breaking the most innocent, the most needing of support and protection. You're intentionally harming these people, these psyches, these generations that are going to come up later, that are going to be pissed off at everything that you tried to do to them, that you did do to them and to their families. And what's going to happen from that? Who's going to have to reap that? It's not my generation. These are kids that are, you know, five, eight years old tops in some cases. I'm going to be dead by the time they come into power and they go ahead and rip the shit out of us. And I would like to say justifiably so, but they'll be going after 
the institution, mm -hmm. not the people who are actually responsible, who I would hope would be interred somewhere with no anything to mark who they are, who they were, what they did, or that they had any place whatsoever in history, because they there's a there's a term for it, uh, Roman. I uh, I forget what the hell it was, but there was there was a, a Roman thing where if someone who is absolutely atrocious a person, they just said, you know what, yeah, we'll go ahead, we'll bury you, but we're not going to mark you. We're not even going to list you in the history books. We're not going to say jack shit about you. You are basically completely wiped clean from history because you are that bad a person. And Jewish people did that too. Speaking of somebody who that absolutely does not fit the description, by the way, from Paris. Good morning, Joseph. Description of what? Somebody who deserves, you are somebody who deserves to be mentioned in history, even as just a footnote, as opposed to somebody that's been washed clean from history. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm sure future generations will see my name all over the place, but um, in, in, in research, but uh, well, for the present generation, You know what? It's fine. Some will know you. You know what? I know you. And that's good enough for me. It's all about love. Labor of love. Those of us who know what the meaning of life is. That's kind of a poke. I'm sorry. It is full cup. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm late. It's okay. I was up at 4.30, and then I kind of, like, dozed off, so. Kind of figured. It's okay. It, it happens. It happens. So what's today's topic? Oh, well, funny enough, uh, we're about to shift into, uh, we're about to shift into another piece that we can go ahead and uh, have all kinds of fun with. The fucking military here in the United States. Very <laughs> specific part of it, though. There's a military for that? Yes, as a matter of fact. The Coast Guard. Very specifically, one sick motherfucker in the Coast Guard here in the United States. I don't know if you had heard about this particular uh, this particular news story. I saw a few memes about it, but I'm sorry, this week I was too busy to follow up on it. That's okay. Another somebody trying to make America great again. Um. Well, trying to kill as many people as possible, or at least planning to. To the tune of stockpiling weapons. That I uh, saw. Mm -hmm. How did they find them? Well, it's it, funny that. Uh, Bridget, you, you chime in at any point because you're a little more connected to the military than I am. So if you know something, just drop it in here at any point, you know. I'm not sure how they found him, but uh, I mean, other than you know, his rants online and things like that. Yeah, but how, how far do you have to go before somebody decides that they should be investigated? I guess it depends as to what we've got. I'm sorry, Stephanie had, uh, pulled up something uh, and said, uh, "Dear old Wiki," and my my Latin is positively atrocious. So if I mispronounce it, sorry. Uh, Apparently, the term that I was looking for is, again, reminding you that I, I can't speak worth shit. 
Damnatio Memoriae. Yeah, damned to memory. Effectively, yeah. Damned in memory. But anyways. I'll take your word on that because... But that's literally translated, of course. There's... Which, in this case, I don't think that it needs to be any differently, any differently translated. I mean, literal for me on this one gets the point across perfectly fine. And, you know, good. That's fine enough. Uh, as far as to how far along does somebody have to uh, go down that rabbit hole before they're found out about, uh, if memory serves... I do believe that there were various search terms that were used, including at work, which mm -hmm. means at the Coast Guard. And this guy was a lieutenant. Mm -hmm. Now, um, fill us in uh, really quickly, uh, Bridget, because some, some of us aren't really that well-versed in how ranks actually work in the military. Lieutenant, if I remember right, is kind of low, low. bar, isn't it? And, and it doesn't say whether he was a second lieutenant or first lieutenant. I guess if they're using lieutenant, then he was probably a first lieutenant. But that would be like the next step up from the bottom of the food chain as far as officer ranks. So, yeah. Yeah. And reminding folks, in order to be an officer, you have to go through specialized training and schooling and mm -hmm. such in order to become that level. You don't just enlist in and suddenly, hey, look at that. I'm I'm a lieutenant after I've gotten out of basic training. It, it no, no listen, like I'm the OCS and stuff like that. Officer candidate school, which means you have to have had some serious training to even get to that level in the first place. As opposed to, uh, as as opposed to, and and uh, I don't remember how true this one is, but as I recall, when I tried to find out why doctors on mash i know a tv show movie doesn't exactly qualify as the same thing as reality which follow me as i can doctors on mash who were in they didn't enlist they were drafted as i've understood it but they were brought in as captain in some cases even though they had no real military want to be in the military in the first place but that was basically because they had very specialized skills and were basically given more rank to go along commensurate with the professional skills that they had to go in with yeah is that something that sounds about right or is actually a kind of a thing that is the thing. Um, doctors will go in as a captain if you're a nurse you'll go in as lieutenant um, so yeah, that is a thing. And the, the military yes. is, is one of few places in any education system where, um, critical thinking skills are taught because people um, are expected to, uh, <clears throat> make decisions in, well, um, the, 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 officer class in the, in the military. And of course, correct me if I'm wrong, Bridget. But the officer class is the, um, well, they're the deciders. Yeah. The commanders. Yeah. They have to be able to make snap decisions. Yeah. I was going to. That affects a lot of lives. Yeah. I was going to ask even the, even a lowly lieutenant has jurisdiction over anybody else that is enlisted. enlisted. So that would mean that uh, any, okay. 
if I remember correctly, that would mean basically anyone from a private all the way up to a sergeant. Or a senior master sergeant or chief master sergeant or any of those. Yeah. And if you're going to get up to uh, chief master sergeant, you would have been in the military for a good mm, decade and a half, probably, you know? Mm, probably closer to 18, 20 years. Okay. That's not an easy rank to make. Most people don't make it, even if they've been in that long. Which means some, uh, some, forgive me, some lowly punk ass kid that just comes in out of out of out of the academy and is first lieutenant ready to go with his shiny bars and he's ready to go with his gung ho attitude can go in there and tell a sergeant that's been in there for 20, 23 years, go ahead and do this, and and the sergeant basically just gets to go. Sure, sir. Yeah, second lieutenants we hated. Can't imagine why. They were the ones who were the most power trippy and and all that. And this has nothing to do with anything else, but um, there was an incident where we were in a no hat, no salute area. Um, yeah, which those are clearly marked. You know, you have to wear a hat when you're outside, but if you're in a no hat, no salute area, then you don't. And we had a butter bar, which was a second lieutenant come through and get in my face and go where is my salute airman and i said sir am i wearing a hat <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> yeah I, I was i was about to say which which is the the kindest way of basically saying nice try fuck face exactly it sounds like a sheep dog <laughs> No, but that's going back to obvious, you know, without saying with all due respect, sir, fuck you. I can't do that. Kind of like, you know, I, I've got this pet, not an analogy, but um, there's three levels, three levels to society. There's the sheep, the sheep dogs who enforce rules, sheep who follow rules, and then sheep dogs who are basically followers who are given positions of authority. So they're the rule enforcers. They don't think critically. And then you've got the shepherds who decide what the rules are. And sheepdogs, I think, are annoying to pretty well everyone, I think. Yep. Because they don't think about the rule they're, they're imposing. They don't, they, they, they impose rule because rule without giving it any further, any further thought. So uh, about this guy, as far as to uh, how how was this guy found out? Uh, Stephanie is even saying uh, court documents do not specify how the fanatic was located. Fanatic. Mm -hmm. Nice. You say that the first thing that comes to my mind is the Philly fanatic. And as disturbing an individual as that is, still not nearly as bad as this guy. Don't look up the Philly fanatic. It's, it's not worth it. Uh, but what was found on his computer is chilling. Yeah, there were... Uh, several items that were searched for including things like uh trying to figure out who was uh quote most liberal senators also searched for quote do senators have secret service protection and also quote are supreme court justices protected if memory serves there was also some other stuff in there including things like where the best places to be able to see senators and Supreme Court justices and finding the names of various news organization reporters who have been critical of the president and the administration. 
and using you know a a a of all things a, a microsoft excel spreadsheet hmm geez i i hope microsoft is enjoying the uh remember there's no such thing as bad publicity right am i right but uh let's see according to this the guy had where is it over here try to find out where the list was as far as to what this guy had stockpiled so far he had god damn it i know i saw it here we go they found 15 firearms in his house including various rifles over a thousand rounds of ammunition uh a container with more than 30 bottles that were labeled as human growth hormone what exactly that was supposed to be we don't know but in any case um and there were also supposed to be information saying that he was intending on trying to f acquire and release a biological agent as well with this guy wanting to kill as many people as possible start a race war and you know, a whole bunch of white skin head national aryan nation kind of bullshit yet all over again because well that's what you do apparently now here's the problem that i've got 15 firearms including several rifles a thousand rounds of ammunition bridget you are a military expert how many of those can any one person actually utilize so long as they are not the doom guy from the doom franchise game not all of them that's a good answer right there not all of them let's see that's uh a little excessive a <laughs> little bit a little bit so uh let's see uh you've got uh you could have uh pistols one two one in each hand mm. if you're really talented uh, if you happen to be a female witch with magic hair you could probably put two of them in your shoes and shoot that way but that's kind of stretching credulity uh, uh, just a little bit bayonetta fans that one's for you uh let's see uh rifles you can only really use one at a time no matter what they show you in uh, thor ragnarok mm -hmm. although that'd be really kind of cool to watch somebody with two m16s simultaneously shooting yeah I i'm guessing that's not a really good way of being able to shoot anybody no i mean no. the magazines were not that big no and uh a thousand rounds of ammunition well you split that over uh 15 weapons that's uh 100 rounds per give or take um 100 rounds okay most of those for the rifles i could see because you know you gotta you gotta populate all those uh all, all those magazines in there so what it comes down to is either this guy was an absolute moron or he was intending to have a standoff and just trade off one weapon for another mm -hmm. or he wanted to get other people involved so let's assume for a second that 
one and a half weapons per person, uh, 15 weapons. That comes down to, well, okay, let's say, let's say 10 people total. Are you really going to be able to start a race war with 10 people and a thousand rounds of ammunition? No. I mean, that's just a, that's just a, a normal summer day in Detroit, isn't it? Yeah. Or, you know, typical mass shooting. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's like a weekly thing now. So, yeah. None of those have started one. Yeah. And uh, Stephanie's also saying, uh, you forgot the 4,200 pills of tramadol. Okay, first off, I did not see that uh, because I did not look far enough into it all. So that's on mine. That's, oh. that's, that's, that's my bad. Other than the fact that I actually said that's my bad, that's my bad, it's my bad. Uh, tramadol, uh, medical expert, go yeah. to town. Tramadol is basically. It's uh, similar to opioids. It's a painkiller, uh, pretty strong one. It's not like morphine or anything like that, but um, yeah. So uh, effectively, if somebody were to pop a couple of tramadol and then once it kicked in was shot once or twice let's say in like an arm or something they might be able to handle the pain a little bit easier perhaps probably easier i don't think it would totally wipe it out um you know like some of the other drugs would but yeah i mean it is for severe pain yeah i see that and uh, stephanie was also reminding if you have 15 loaded and ready to go you can just drop one pick up the next faster than reload it yeah i know you know yeah. that's kind of that's kind of the point i mean there's a uh, there are situations where that's exactly what would happen. You know, people would be uh, holed up in a in a in a house. There'd be two, maybe three of them, and you know, okay, as soon as I'm done, as soon as I hand off this one because it's empty, hand me the next one that's loaded, and just keep rotating them. You you reload them and just keep handing me the next rifle. Yeah, I can I can see that. I might be thinking of Firefly, but that's that's a whole other thing for later. No, I'm definitely thinking about Firefly. You know, whatever. It's okay. Anyway, there's a there's a whole thing about that. But but it, with with these kinds of painkillers, a doesn't that usually make you a little loopy? And two, um, are, don't they usually say should not operate heavy machinery with this kind of thing? Yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah. Now, admittedly, uh, a military grade rifle would not be considered heavy machinery but it's not the kind of machinery that you'd want to operate when you're out of uh, cognitively impaired yeah yeah somehow i kind of get the funny feeling that this guy was cognitively impaired to begin with mm -hmm. but believe it or not the guns aren't the one that scare the shit out of me the most the fact that this guy was giving well, serious that yeah. scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Biological weaponry uh, is, for the most part, to the best of my knowledge, outlawed through international treaty. Yep. And with good goddamn reason. And he would have used that on civilians. Yep. And Stephanie has also brought up uh, a good question. If he was not white, would there be off the front page already? Uh, the way that you're wording it, 
uh, I'm not quite getting it, but the fact that this guy was white definitely changes the way that it's played, but it's made it worse because this guy is part of the military, is part of the current administration's military, and has already shown to be well, fitting the bill for a terrorist, mm -hmm. a domestic terrorist. And the embarrassment that this would be is off the charts, as far as I'm concerned, mainly because, well, the administration, the president hasn't said shit, hasn't said shit. He's tweeted about a whole bunch of other things. He tweeted about, uh, he tweeted about energy. He tweeted about, uh, I, I forget what the list of stuff was, I'm but as far as Jupiter, Florida, after the, um, guy from Jupiter got busted on uh, prostitution charges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as far as this is concerned, what have we got? Nothing. We've got Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying, well, this president has been the first one to come out there and say that and, and decrying all things um, violence, domestic violence and, and that kind of thing all the time. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would really, really not want to go ahead and make fun of you for the way that you look. But darling, you look and talk at this point like you have had a stroke and you cannot tell what the hell is going on around you and you're just saying whatever cue card is being put in front of you and i know that that's bullshit because you've intentionally volunteered for this job the fuck is wrong with you wasn't she supposed to step down by now yeah you know funny enough that uh somehow or other uh, I think part of the reason why she hasn't yet is because she complained that she can't find work somewhere else to replace what she's doing now. Why? To, to wit, I say, exactly. Wah, wah. Jeez, imagine how that played once before for somebody else. You chose the bed, motherfucker. Nobody forced you into it. You knew what it was before you got there. Yep. Yep. And Stephanie is asking, uh, I have yet to see him described as a domestic terrorist. For the, for the valid and responsible news organizations, they have. They have described him as such and have blatantly said, we know full well I'm, I'm paraphrasing we know full well this is what constitutes a domestic terrorist whether or not the administration wants to admit to it or not this fits the bill and the fact that they have not said anything about it is unconscionable yeah again i'm paraphrasing they would have been going Rawr. oh absolutely and I mean, the, the fact that they've gone ahead and they've done exactly that for people that have been seeking fucking asylum mm -hmm. through the legal channels, through the system and the process that's already in place, 
and they've been treated like I don't even I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know what to call what they've called what they've done to these people. They've treated them illegally by the very definition of what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And what what's their what's their beef about it? Well, they're 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 all bad people. They're all bad hombres. But there's good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know where 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 does the hypocrisy end? Other than perhaps at the end of the next ballot issue, which, by the way, let's get onto something good for a couple of moments. Fucking was it North Carolina? I believe is where it is. They're getting a new vote because of election fraud up over there. Yeah. You heard about this one? I did because it was just so blatant. I think they had no choice. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And you know what? Good on them. Because through this, since the midterm, the guy that was supposedly in the lead who supposedly had more votes was never uh, certified by the state as having been the winner of the vote of the elections. So through all this time, since the the ballot in November, guys been there in Washington to basically be, well, waiting for somebody to finally say, yeah, you're actually you're actually the right guy. Oh no, oh no, no, you're not allowed. You go home, you go home, and you try again, and you show us that you actually do deserve to be here, because otherwise, you're not coming in. And I'm very happy because it's one of those times where finally feet are being held to the fire and it's not a partisan thing. It is a, the entire group who is comprised of both Republican and Democrats have said, yep, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta redo this because this is wrong. This is just wrong, and there's no two ways about it. It needs to be done over. And you don't like it? Um, well, we don't either. But here's where we are, and that's what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, uh, vote. And let's do it right this time. You know, the idea that uh, the idea that blatant disregard for the rule of how an election is supposed to work you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It really makes me wonder if the election system needs to be completely revamped from the ground up, starting with an independent panel to decide where the districts are so mm-hmm. that there isn't gerrymandering like there is now. It drives me up a freaking wall. Cause as far as I'm concerned, you want to find out where your uh, where your election districts are? Okay, let's figure out where they're going to be. How about we start by I don't know. Um, let's take the individual counties for instance. Counties are already set up in in their in in their ways. They're not usually in some really screwed up long necked pieces. They're in blocks, and you can actually say, okay, this side of the highway is 
Okay, I'm going to give you an example that only a very few select people will understand. The east side of Route 110 is Suffolk County. The west side of Route 110 is Nassau County. You want to look it up on, on Google? It's Route 110, New York, Long Island. It's where I grew up, so I, I happen to know this one in particular. So Suffolk County is over here. Nassau County is over here. Depending as to which way you're looking at me on the screen right now, I could be facing north or south. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you get the point. But at least from there, you can then block off, okay, do you need to do a straight line here? Okay, good. You've got roughly equal numbers of people when you break it up that way. Okay, good. That's fair. You start to get into problems when you deal with groups like Queens, Kings County, otherwise known as Brooklyn, because the density is so freaking insane. But I digress. But anything to get the hell away from gerrymandering because, well, yeah, the rules just are stupid. They're insane. They intentionally make it so that one group can put into place a way that they can't lose. And that's wrong. That What bugs me about that is that it's done in plain view and okay. nobody's doing anything about it. Well, Just because the, people aren't talking about it, you know, it's not the front line of the news. It means it doesn't exist. I mean, that's basically, it makes me think about, it makes me worry about what the general population, their lack of reactivity to it is um, like, are we living in a democracy or not? Well, the see, the biggest problem of it is the legal system in place for it says you're not allowed to you're not allowed to change the district in order to gain i'm trying to remember how to how to how to probably well, damn the damn that you know you can get into all sorts of lawyerly technicalities um but i mean you know what's being done is blatantly obvious uh, like they're rigging the system and that's it so you know they can it's almost like you know, it's it, okay. It's maybe a bad analogy, but I mean, you can use the Bible to quote unquote justify any action, even genocide. You know, so if you can, you can, anybody can find a, a rule in a rule book somewhere for justifying something, but you know, just look at the act and then judge the basic morality of it or not. Make a judgment from there. No, I'm, I'm with you. doing it. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, uh, as, as we've said, Many people have said before, you know, slavery was legal, didn't make it right. You know, suppressing the vote for women was legal, but it wasn't right. So slavery, yeah, slavery still exists today. We just don't call it that anymore. It's just taken another form. And because we don't use the word slavery, it means it doesn't exist. Well, it does. And it's blatantly obvious for anyone. I mean, just look at some of these factory towns in China, how people are living crammed into like just off factory sites, um, almost glorified shanty towns, stacked, stored, like storage, basically storage containers stocked on top of each other and in something that looks almost like a prison. Yep. But if we don't think about it, uh, it doesn't exist.
you know, so we got to do something to get ourselves out of our little comfort bubbles. Yeah. And that's, but that's unfortunately things have to go to shit before that's going to happen. But even then, um, you know, if we look at history, uh, if people don't take the time to learn how to think critically, well, we're just going to be repeating history again, because people who don't think critically in a shit situation, well, things tend to go medieval. Yeah. Funny enough that you're going that way, because uh, there's one other item that uh, I specifically want to hit. And that's the way that everybody has been yelling and screaming about the economic thing that's been uh, that's been floated around the new green deal the idea that if we simply take the money that we're pulling in and actually investing in things like renewable energy and infrastructure and education and health care and health care and education you know that you know eventually there will be things that you know actually work out properly because why is green greens only a small part of it oh i know but it's a foothold into moving into an economy that is more you know how i've said on on a lot of occasions well sort of you know, I've said on, on so many occasions that between Canada and the U.S., there is a mirror. And the difference between Canada and the U.S. is the difference between we and me. I think that this, this idea that is being floated out there is one step towards actually embracing the idea of, for the U.S., there is more we for a change that we actually concern ourselves over each other. That's exactly it. Yeah. Because if you're going to live in greater society, um, you know, already that's your, if you're living in, even take a small community, um, you know, you're going to, everybody in that community is going to have a role and, um, you know, in order to live together. And then you're going to decide together, you know, what's beneficial to said community. And that has to be done at a, at a at a larger scale. But, you know, we seem to have a system where we have a bunch of individuals being served by uh, a few very big corporations. And these individuals, you know, they have no sense of community between them. So instead of relying on each other for survival, they're relying on just a few varies on or whatever. And um, what have we learned from the 80s for the Reaganomics, the the trickle-down economic model, which was give more money to those that have got the money so that they can invest to be able to spend that money on infrastructure for their own businesses and people to do the jobs so that the money actually makes it out to the rest of the economy. It doesn't work. They don't do it. I believe there's a more pointed term for it. You know, it's funny when people think, when people are like individualists, they they don't think about anything community. So they don't see any benefit benefit in spending for it, even though they would benefit from it themselves. They don't seem to 
extend that line of thought. It's yeah. Like I always like to poke at um, uh, liber libertarians. You know, they, they want to have the, the absolute right to gain as much profit as they want from a society that they'd like to pretend doesn't exist. It's perfect. Uh, actually, uh, by the way, Bridget, the, the term I was looking for was bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Good try. Uh, the, the piece about the whole damn thing for me, however, is I saw something that came across on Facebook. Now, how much truth there was to it, I do not know because I did not investigate it, but it sounded right. And I'm, I'm sincerely hoping that somebody has got uh, some kind of thing uh, towards it where supposedly somebody from, I, I believe it was Ireland, I could be wrong, but it was somewhere up the British Isles way, who had commented on about the whole idea of, of you know, everybody paying into healthcare, universal healthcare, and saying that they looked it up and they pay about the equivalent of about eight and a half dollars a month into the universal health care and then went on and commented that i've paid more than that in a month in pizza mm -hmm. and it, it's absolutely unfathomable to to me that this is a problem right i mean you want to you want to complain about the united states should not ever be a socialized country Oh, do you not know what socialism actually means? Well, let's start off with the, let's say, $650 billion socialized national security force. You know how, you know for well that that's my pet puppy to try it out every once in a while when necessary. Let's see. Um, local police forces. Um... Let's see, the State Highway Department, the Emergency Management Office, FEMA, because when you've got cities or entire country islands suddenly underwater because they were hit with a massive hurricane, there's a socialized system in place to be able to help them. The National Weather Service, the National Guard, for for another one. See how far out you want to go. You've got county, state, town emergency services of all descriptions. You've got the immigration system. You've got everything that the federal government does because all of that is using money from everybody else. You don't want a socialized country. You motherfucker, you dumbass motherfucker, you dense motherfucker, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. And the worst part of it is you don't even care. You just don't get it. They don't want to get it. No, they don't. Because, because there is such a divide between... I would much rather be dead than agree with you. The fuck? Well, it's people that just don't know how to make 
value judgments for themselves. It's like the, the imitation game. I'm imitating that model. Therefore it's that or death. Yeah. They're they're Okay. Let, let, let's, 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 let's change this out just a little bit. It's not a matter of it. It's not a matter of that. They don't know how to make a value judgment. They don't know how to make a value judgment. That is either one or zero. They don't know how to fit somewhere else on that spectrum of yes and no, where it could be no, but let's see what else we can work with. It's either a flat no or a flat yes. And fuck y'all if you don't agree with me. Well, it's worse than that. I mean, people who don't know how to make value judgments for themselves are also people who don't know how to survive for themselves. So if you can't look at any given situation and decide for yourself what's good or bad, you have to rely on a model. And for those people, it's model, which is quote unquote true or quote unquote good. And then there's everything outside of that. Everything else is bad. So it's not just black and white. It's just black <laughs> and, and everything else. Yeah. And, and afraid to even examine the, the, the dividing line to find out where the division line is and why the division line is, which is the entire reason why we got the damn show. Yeah, there is, there right is no concept of division line. There's same or not. There's they, they, they don't graduate things. There's no, no, I, I know that's, that's, it's that's a comparison my game. Yeah. They, they're, they don't even want to be bothered matching. trying to, trying to find out where, where the where the line is and actually looking at that line to find out what actually what what's behind what but that line it, is in order to draw a line you have to be able to make value judgments and yet it comes back around and turns 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 it's you know i hate these people i i i i don't mean that i actually hate them i hate what they have made political discourse these days i hate the people who made them that way because those are the people who are profiting from it yeah you know a population that doesn't think critically well they're easily uh, manipulable they'll basically latch on to the first thing shown to them as long as everybody else around them is doing it too and, and whatever and whatever it is that they're promised will make things so much better for them well they could even be in a good situation they can be told things are bad you know if they're a chosen leader decider whatever model they rely on for their thought uh model whatever a survival model um you know if their leader tells them that oh those people over there are dangerous we have to kill them they'll accept it i mean just look at history but how many of us who think critically think about other countries and think about how much we want their shit, especially when we've never heard of them, never seen them? I do. I, I, th I, th I think a lot about the stuff that I would really like from Canada, like um, people being nice to each other and, and caring about each other. And oh, you know what? I shit on the road <laughs> when they're driving. distracting from my point. <laughs> No, I, I, I know exactly what your point is. And it, it it's a question of like stuff. in you know, our survival depends on having this this other country shit. No, or, I no, I get you. I mean it, it could be water, it could be any any resource, or it could be 
<laughs> it, 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 it could, we want your women, you know, it, it could be almost anything, but you're, you're right. And that has been the way that it has worked in the past because people forced it to work. And what? in the current day, we don't need that to make countries worthwhile and survivable in anymore. You're going to have to unpackage that a bit. What do you mean forced? The idea of taking by force resources. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant force the population into thinking that. Yeah. Well, you know, you again, coming back to community, you have a choice of, um, surviving through mutual through a mutual effort or you can choose to survive at the expense of everybody else and i think the united states you know yeah i don't want to get too far into it but i mean um even that has two different levels to it because um, there's people who just simply don't think about quote unquote everyone else and just live in their own comfort bubble and then there's people who consciously will take things from others just to benefit their own comfort so the people who don't think well they can be blamed for intellectual laziness but the, the motherfuckers who actually calculate how much they can take from people um, yeah, well, those are the motherfuckers. Yeah, you want to you want you want to talk about some motherfuckers? I saw a news report earlier where there is one state, I've or county, I, I forget, I forget which one was where it was, where they've basically said, "Look, we're going to cut your funding for school lunches until you bring reading scores up." Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that makes just a hell of a lot of sense. It's completely, completely backwards. You want to have improvement? You invest in making the improvement. The hell is wrong with, you know, how many times have we heard it? There's Whenever there's a new war to go on, there's always plenty of money to go ahead and go along with that and, and damn the consequences of, of overdrawing the bank account. But when it's health or it's education, oh, who's going to pay for that? You know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. 25% off the military budget here in the United States. 25% off of that. And then where would all of that money go? Education. Health care. The, the tax breaks that the top two, I, I, I'm kind of para recalling, but I think that the top two petrol companies in the United States, the tax breaks they get would pay for the education for the entire nation. Yeah. And, and you know, I, you remember, I, I ran the numbers before to try to figure out what we could do with all of that money. And, uh, funny enough, I just pulled. What up are my they calculator. doing with all that money, though? Because once they extract it from the economy, because that's basically what they're doing. Uh, as soon as they make like a profit, is money taken outside of the economy? It's not in it anymore unless it it's reinvested into it. And these petrol companies aren't doing it. So, so where is this money going? 
Are they just sitting on it? It's a, it's an excellent question. A good like, portion wait, of it why is are just they being, being sat on. Yeah, why why are they giving? They take the money from the economy, and they're given tax breaks to do it. And then what? I do not know. I but mean, I was uh, just running the numbers, by the way. Uh, assuming a budget of six hundred and fifty, you know what? Let me let me let me rerun it just to be on the safe side. Six hundred fifty hundred thousand million billion six hundred and fifty billion dollars times 0.25 to get a quarter of that that comes out to thousand million one hundred sixty two and a half billion dollars for education health care homeless housing where did you get that number from if we go with uh the last number that i remembered because if i remember right uh, the last time I had made it my my big pet peeve of $600 billion for military spending here in the U.S., budgeted, uh, it was, let's see if I remember correctly. Chris was still on with us at the time, and he had said that it was, it was the equivalent of the next 12 countries' military budgets combined. It was, uh, if I remember right, double the next four or five countries combined, mm. including Great Britain, who doesn't want to do anything with attacking us with anything other than curry. So, yeah, the idea of $162.5 billion to go towards... You know what? Hold on. What's, what's the population of the divide, U.S.? Divide that by... 50 states uh no 50 52 53 uh 55 states and territories give or take just 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 no divided by the population of the u.s i mean that's uh, the country that defines the country 330 million if i remember correctly that's it uh, for the u.s if i remember correctly yes google time yeah real quick wiki should uh, should tell you i think it's 330 330 million uh, last it's uh 325.7 million yep okay so 330 we'll go with that uh 300 thousand 10 thousand 100 thousand million 10 million 100 million 330 million That comes out to just shy of $500 per person. That's not enough for an education. By today's standards, because I mean, even the price of education is like, but, I, I, but, I, but, why is it so high? I don't understand. But, but wait a minute. That's for every person. Mm -hmm. Not every person is going to be educated in school at the same time. Yeah, I calculated that in too. That doesn't quite fit there, but that's no. Because if you if you reduce it to the amount of years required for an education, um, you can make a subtotal. Um, anyways, 
Well, we would need to know how many people are. And you spread that over the average uh, lifespan. <laughs> it's complicated. It is. Uh, it is. And I, I know full well that I had run the numbers once before. I'm not going to go ahead and do that now. And I'm definitely not going to do it now and on the air. I mean, the the but, idea that $500 per, per, per every person in the country. Per year. Per year. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a lot, admittedly. But I mean, even if, even if you, you take okay, you take the the lifespan, uh, you take five hundred a year, and then you're going to reduce that into let's say the average education be about uh, fifteen years average. Not everybody's going to do university, <clears throat> so no, that that about comes out right. But that's the price of today's today's price of education, which has unexplainedly gone up, what, 600% since the 1970s? Pretty sure it's more than that. But uh, like, I, why? Like, there's less textbooks. Well, well the price of textbooks are well, presidents have to get the money, you know? Yeah. Sorry? The presidents of the universities need the money. For what? What is, how has their job changed since the 1970s? It hasn't, but they just get paid a hell of a lot more. Why? I don't know. They're running a business model now. So how much are they making? Uh, some presidents make three or four million a year, depending on the university. Because how much can one human consume? Uh, yeah. Anyways, we we really need to evaluate. Um, because there's a certain there is a certain line that's crossed is that you know once you go past uh, once you have an income above everything a human could use for survival like you know if you're making more than what you you any human can possibly require um, you're taking from the economy. Mm -hmm. you're actively removing money you're taking basically taking everybody's money yeah because i mean it's a labor-based market so um yeah this isn't an economics show but you know it's a labor-based market so um a currency's value is basically its lowest denominator it's the work of the lowest person in the chain and once you take it up to higher levels well this you know it still has the same value and for what it's worth, uh, only because I went ahead and, and ran a couple of things in my head really quickly. One of them was, what if, what if that money that we were talking about, that roughly $500, was started at birth, being invested for, for the kid? By the time you get up to, let's say, five years old, where you'd be starting kindergarten, preschool, come up with about $2,500 give or take uh make an investment of uh let's say uh 1.0 let's say two percent on savings i know it's an outrageous amount of money now comes out to a little over 25 uh yeah a little over twenty five hundred dollars twenty five hundred dollars 
for one student going into pre-K or K at that point from that investment, uh, a class of, let's say, let's say 25 uh, in urban, uh, urban, suburban environment per class, per classroom, that comes out to a little over $6,000 per classroom. That's not a lot. When you think about it, that's not enough. That's not enough to go ahead and say, okay, we are now paying that that teacher's salary for a year because ain't nobody living on six thousand dollars a year that's a teacher it simply can't happen that way but why can't there be better investment from other areas i mean wasn't the idea of having so many of these state-sponsored lotteries the chance that half of that money would go to local education why can't where, where is that money actually is it actually going there how much money is really necessary and like joseph's saying the heads of these organizations getting gobs and gobs of money for running an organization um why are they getting millions of, of dollars at a time for doing that for prestige fight me on this one go right ahead but if you are the head of an organization and you're making ungodly amounts of money why it's prestige simply simply put because are you working harder than the office workers the people in what used to be called the typing pool once upon a time ago you know back when they still had you know typewriters and yes there are still some places where you can still find typewriters in use no shit. um what is it that you're really doing you're finagling so that you get more investors okay great you've got a pr department that helps you with that big shit. And yeah, Joseph's right. How much money is enough money for you that you should be putting it back into the organization? Everything should be like, we really, really, really need to examine what is, you know, what is profit. I can imagine like, for example, a company, you know, they make oodles of profit. Um, Okay, imagine IBM as an example. They make oodles of profit for uh, you know whatever the product. Now, if they were to maintain that money within the company, um, to invest it in you know future products and everything, um, yeah, that that would be completely, you know, comprehensible, you know, to a certain point. Um, but when you take that profit and then you use that you extract it from that company like hedge funds and stuff like that um making and what's worse you know taking people's retirement funds within that company and using that and extracting that to make profit elsewhere it's uh that yeah. okay that that part right there is unconscionable to me if there yeah. is if there's a pension plan in place for the people who have invested their time and, and their labor into an organization and you've said when you're when your golden years come 
we've got you covered with the amount of money and you go ahead and you scuttle that you know and, they say, and all they do is say sorry yeah and meanwhile the upper ups get the golden parachutes and they've got all of their money because the courts say well yes you can go chapter 11 and yes you're allowed to have all of your bonuses this is what bugs me the most because we're we're talking about the same thing we're coming around again to the gerrymandering we're just talking about something that to to any critically any person who just asks why it's unconscionable it is but it's happening in plain sight and nobody's doing anything about it and all that is is just a reflection on the general populace on their state of mind or lack thereof their intellectual laziness you know there's a there's a bright side to the whole damn thing is that how uh, much does it cost to think well how much does it cost the individual to think about something like nothing but it, nobody's doing it you know what it does cost them it costs them face when they're found to be wrong no but that's that's the but that's that's no, that's the same mentality. That's the result for them. If they stay in this mentality and they're found to be wrong, be because like take the, the scientific method, for example, being proven wrong is actually a good thing because once you're proven wrong, you're not wrong anymore if you accept it. But those are also Maybe. people for <laughs> whom being found out to be wrong is a desired outcome. And if you to extend that to a survival situation, imagine you're trying to survive, you know, you're going to try and hunt a certain animal and you're, you're going to try a certain method and you're wrong about it. And you ended up, end up getting wounded or whatever, because the animal did X thing and all that. Well, you know, it's in your interest to accept that reality that doing X is bad. Otherwise, you're going to die. <laughs> but people seem to have lost touch with this. Uh, you know, we're, we're not in a survival situation anymore. So like, for most people, reality is just a concept. There's no consequences for anything anymore. We're so protected. I hope that made sense. Sadly, it, it does. Um, mm. I was I was going to say, by the way, that uh, one of the good sides about there being at least some valuable education is that at least the the current cadre of kids that are growing up now with secondary languages in French at least know how to pronounce uh, how to properly ask in French. Um, excuse me, but how much is your current model guillotine? Because the way things are going, you know, Bastille Day could come to this side of the pond, you know. Even it's then. looking more and more possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, the revolution. Okay, right. Yeah, well that no, yeah, almost but not quite, because um, you know, I'm an advocate for critical thinking, but um and I don't like the existing system, but if you're gonna condone if you want to kill the existing system, well, you, you beforehand, you have to prepare, you know, a next step, something to replace it with. Otherwise it's going to be more of the same. 
And mm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna disagree with you on this one. Well, the okay, United... we've got a non-critical okay. thinking society. If we don't replace it with critical thinking, we're just gonna have another form of crowd control. No, I I I, I got you. I got you. But follow me on this one a second. Okay. Two pieces. One, the colonies went ahead and set out to get rid of the bad government before they had properly set up their own government. So we have a rich history over here on this side of the pond of going ahead and doing things bass backwards a lot. So there, there's that second piece. Hold on, hold on. I'm using that as, as kind of a funny example, but you in, got that wrong. I, I know, I know they actually did have a thing in place underground so that when they finally went ahead and get after everybody that they were basically battling back and forth. I, I know, I know. Now, I the was whole trying point to of the founding fathers doing that was actually replacing, they, they created something with the constitution. They were, they created the replacement. Whoa, hold it, hold it, hold it. The constitution for the U.S. was not created until after the revolution had ended. By several years. They made a replacement. Yes. Afterwards. It wasn't after. It wasn't just, you know, more of the same under another name. Yeah, I, I know. The and and before anybody goes ahead and gets on me for this one. But I see I, your point. I, I, I know full well. The Continental Congress had their own uh articles of confederation that were written up that were in place that gave us a starting point and the constitution as we know currently is its own piece that happened after the revolution i know i know that part don't don't give me shit about it i know i know all right anyway my my the, the point that i was actually trying to drive towards though was if you go ahead and make the revolution to make those that have been in power who have not been working towards the greater good less of a voice through whatever means hopefully without bloodshed but have those that are upcoming who have a larger voice who have more influence who have more ability to make these things happen the critical thought the the better methodologies if they can force their way in and get these these snoring lazy ass i just want to do it this way because it's the way that we've always been doing it conservative people and i say conservative with a lowercase c you know they could force their way in they could force it down everybody else's throat and finally get everybody that has been we don't want to have that way because not been done that way and meh you know could finally make things work and actually force education down everybody else's throat and pull everybody else up to a commensurate level for a change. You can't force anything. That's the problem because as soon as you have to enforce it, uh, it's kind of um, kind of working against. Uh, you want people to un. You want people to understand like why understand the value of education understand the value you know as soon as you understand the value for something you're 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 willing to pay for it more willing to pay for it but like forcing it's kind of delicate 
And uh, Stephanie is also running. Every violent revolution has ended with disaster. Well, not exactly. The Nobody wants there to be warfare, least of all me. I don't want that. I do, however, want there to be radical change through something other than bloodshed. I would much rather have the idea pushed through where people can say, okay, you know what? Maybe kids being taught how to speak in several languages okay maybe that's been helpful for them so that they've gotten jobs as translators at like disney world for instance or at the consulate or for an import export business or helping people at the courts okay so maybe there's something worthwhile to that you know something that can actually get the 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 carrot to finally get people out of the cold dark corner into something that approaches you know there's a better life over here if you just come along with us a little bit here we don't want to have to kick you but I can, we'll, you I, know I, I think i can simplify this it's basically you know i'm always talking about critical thought but it basically comes down to making people responsible for their own survival instead of depending on somebody else if you are responsible for your own survival decisions you suddenly you're going to start judging the value of things around you if you're using your own mind to decide what's good bad for yourself for your fellow human you know suddenly other people become important people around you become a reflection of yourself in a way Except because that you, we you have... can empathize with your own decision process. Oh, here's the problem then. And and I know for what Bridges got me on this one, got my back on this one. Or it backfires entirely and you end up with scores and scores of people who simply complain and bitch and moan about how them other foreigners are the ones that have been holding me down all this time because reasons. Yep. Or no, they're... Wait stealing all the money by getting all these handouts that they're not really getting <laughs> or but they're the ones who are no, taking the jobs that i can't get because they're the ones who are taking the job that i can't get no that's that's again that's an example you know if you propose that that's going to be the reaction of people how they are yes but but and if people do become responsible for their own survival they're going to see if if they do learn how to make value judgments for themselves they can see that you know all of these claims it's just there's no truth to them and therein lies the problem isn't it trying to get them to that point look at you you can either imagine you have somebody you've got like the example it sounds as condescending as hell but you know you go back to the family situation a little boy little girl okay you know they they depend on mommy mommy brings them everything mommy does everything for them you know um well you know that's rather nice but there comes to a, a point in life where you know the the, the kid is going to grow up and they they have to survive by their own means mm -hmm. but 
people don't seem to be making this transition. You know, you've got uh, mommy state, you've got mommy corporation, you've got mommy religion telling you everything what's good and what's bad. Well, you know, you don't have to decide for yourself what's good and bad when somebody else is telling telling you what's good and bad. And it's that model that creates <laughs> racism. It's that model that creates all of society's ills because people just simply don't understand, quote unquote, different from their own comfort bubble because they don't know how to judge the value of anything for themselves. It's fear of different. All of this comes down to that. And that's why I want education so badly. You know, imagine we, being locked in a cage and you've got one tube coming through the bars of the cage and that's your source of sustenance for your entire life. And, you know, um, if anything would happen to that tube, you know, you would die. So, you know, people's reaction, um, you know, um, if they're someone in the cage or whatever, they're being told, oh, well, these people are going to cut the, the tube off. They're going to cut the, the, they're going to cut the tube. You know, you would tend to be scared. Now, never mind uh, people not asking themselves, what the hell am I doing in a cage with just the tube coming into it? But I mean, you know, you can kind of see the situation. You've got people that have uh, one source for their sustenance. And, you know, they're not, they're not even imagining any other possible source or anything like that. They're just, they're fixated on the source. And again, that's why I hammer so hard on early education. If we can instill the desire to learn, to question, to have kids grow up with the desire to learn it's transformative they have that desire but it's killed in them that's my point that if we can get that if we can bring it forward if we can nurture it if we can have it sustained beyond half a generation things end up changing we have a perfect example of how things worked out better when sesame street and public broadcasting came on the air for the for the kids in the urban environments especially who had to learn things like hamburgers actually come from cows who are living beings and yes there was a thing where the kids had to be taught this is a cow this eventually becomes a hamburger these are things that grow underground they're called potatoes these become fries that you eat later in a completely different environment and they had no clue about this and they actually spent you know a good amount of time shit i gotta look that up that, later you've actually made sense of my tube analogy because people just you know they just take it and they don't even question what it is where it comes from how much it costs who made it just i got a blind blind consumerism and yeah, I, the I present economy on depends on people um the economy like the the people who are making the big profit margins they depend on society remaining that way so and 
in today's information society the the only way to make people you know ignore all this information that's putting things in plain sight like gerrymandering gerrymandering before like today we can see it clearly on a computer screen in front of us but like 20 years ago we couldn't there's no map of gerrymandering that anyone can see no oh, that's uh, as far as political districts oh yes they were oh well, yeah they were they were showing no, off how those many, maps how many back in the common hundreds how many common voters see a map like that only when it's been brought to the attention because exactly but now it. it's omnipresent so the only way to make people you know not take this into account is make them stupider so it still comes back to we need more educated people to pass it on to more educated people yeah just takes one generation we can really hope that that works um we're getting close to we're getting pretty close to closing time so i think i'm gonna see about that uh stephanie yeah. i know full well that uh, that you were saying it uh and uh she was sorry Joseph. she was kind of getting on your case about this one uh people always blame someone else i know i'm kind of catching it up after the fact but we had a we had a thing going at the time uh joseph please look up game theory people cheat even when that means they lose out they have the belief that they will do better uh the reaction will be that they would they would not do that they would not cut the tube until the tube is cut meaning uh if if i'm understanding that last part correctly that they would they would they would trust blindly in the tube still being there all the way up until the point where finally somebody just says no it's 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 gone and then all of a sudden uh, i don't know I'm it's it's your fault it's your fault that i don't have what i need and and well that's I, exactly I, it the the, the I sincerely hope that I'm actually wording that out correctly. So please forgive me if I've got. Well, the wrong I see. Guy. I see the point. Yeah, because all of this, the, I'm I'm not used to talking about stuff like this. So I, you know, I'm not being very coherent. But yeah, but that's exactly it. Um, you know, people, they, it's just the tube and the sustenance, and that's it. Like, um, you know, any talk about change to the tube that'll incite fear. Uh. it's yeah well, uh, yeah i'm sorry i'm starting uh, we could label everything i talked about today things to unpackage for future episodes <laughs> but i mean that's all right and and me i'm trying to figure out how uh what what size and what dimensions a tube would be for me to get a stream of lasagna people aren't even thinking about other options like it, what's really funny uh, you know if you take humanity back fifteen thousand years where hunter-gatherers living in a survival situation where you know you, the environment could basically kill us um where critical thought was essential to survival in most cases oh people did it then that's that's why we're here today but today we're nature isn't even a danger anymore like there's, there's nothing dangerous around us but we're behaving and reacting as though it is that situation you see what i'm saying people are afraid of different 
as if it's a, like a real threat. But if you actually look at that threat that people are scared of, it's not a threat at all. Nope. It's just, it's just something new. It's not a threat. It's just something new and it's not very much different from anything the hell else it's a concept that doesn't you know uh, it, it it's a concept that doesn't fit my concept <laughs> it's uh yeah there's a lot of stuff and uh as far as to being able to unpack a whole bunch of the stuff well you know what uh, not gonna happen right now because We've got about as much in as what we can do, considering the way that things have played out. So, um, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and see about calling it at this point. Uh, Joseph, I know that you and I have been you know, kind of talking most of the last half hour, give or take. So, oh. is there anything that you want to finish off with at this point? I was no. <laughs> I think I've said more than enough. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, I just wish I was a little more coherent about. Uh, no, you're you're fine. Uh, a lot of the stuff that, of what you're talking about. Uh, all right, for anybody that wants to go ahead and 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 do the whole. Oh, I know. We've heard it before. We've heard it before. Well, yes, we've heard no, it. You, say it no, about before because be, not like no, that. Wait, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You going ahead and talking about? You know, it's a matter of learning how to be survive. Uh, how, how to learn to survive for yourself and make those value judgments for that. You have said that on be responsible, but be responsible. But, yes. But the, the point I was going to make was a lot of the times he says it over and over because it's valid. It's still valid. And that's part of the problem. Why was somebody saying well, we've heard no, all no, that no. before? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm stemming off the people that are, that, are, that would be saying at this point, uh, says it all the time. Yeah. He says it, all the time. Cause it's right. The people, the people who are saying that are the people stuck in this survive by imitation model. I mean, we come again and again to that. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be the reaction. That's going to be the reaction, but you know, we have to concentrate on future generations at this point. No shit. And, uh, Stephanie saying, I'll try to find the piece about how the human brain has reduced in size since we stopped being hunter gatherers based on archeology. span Um, Okay, but there, there's also the the possibility that maybe the brain has just become more dense and more. Uh, actually, I think. Nandaro, nandaro. Um, yeah, there, there, yeah. There's discussion about that, but we have so much. You know, why is the human brain so big? I mean, it didn't get that way by accident. I mean, that's, you know, everything that we are today was useful to our survival at one point or another and that includes critical thought we have this that's actually what makes us human and that's the most disappointing thing about it is that you know if we don't think critically in a way well it sounds kind of drastic put like that but in a way we're not human anymore we're fucking sheep might as well be Okay, so with that, uh, with that idea of being uh, from uh, New Zealand and fucking sheep, okay, we'll deal with that one after. Bridget, <laughs> any any last item that you want to go ahead and drop in here before we go ahead and close up shop? Mm, no. That's just absolutely eloquent. You know. <laughs> well, I got to do a lot of talking before Joseph got here, so. 
so now you figure you might as well just sit back relax and just reap in all the good that's good that's fine i see how it is you self-righteous bitch let's see how it is oh <laughs> anyway let me let me let me close this with this there's a lot of things that we have been really upset about that we talked about and we didn't we didn't center on any one particular item in in any way shape or form i know it i know it and we didn't have nearly the same levels of vitriol that we could have otherwise and i i, I know it i know it and part of that is because we are missing folks and and it's kind of the way that it is and arguably our biggest yelling personality is not going to be with us anymore and that sucks and it sucks for me because i i have in me the ability of being just that level of dickishness that that level of dickishness could be in me that's really not the right way of putting that the thing is there is a time and a place where being that type of yelling personality can be helpful and is the right way to go. I'm usually not that kind of personality. So I'm going to keep looking at the stuff that has annoyed me, that has disappointed me, and I'm going to keep trying to do what I do best, and that is try to be a teacher in my own right. I ain't going to charge anybody for it. I uh, sure as hell am not going to expect anybody to pay for it. But I sure as hell hope that my little piece helps the future. I know I've taught some people through various different pieces that I've done about what love is like. How to care for somebody. How to be there no matter what. I want there to be something better later. I want to see humanity on the moon again. Because I don't remember what that looks like, man. And the only way that we can make stuff like that happen is to invest. Not in the J1 engine not in trying to figure out what the next chemical is going to be for reaction control thrusters, not even to try to figure out how to better utilize methane and liquid oxygen to get a craft to the moon. We need to invest in the people who are going to be making those journeys and deciding how best to make them happen. We have to invest in the kids, the kids that aren't even here yet. If we don't invest in them, what's there going to be? It's going to be a wasteland of court documents littered all over the countryside with nothing to show for it but people who don't care about anything except where are they going to get their next dollar
and who do they have to screw over to get it? Oh, yeah. We're almost there as it is, aren't we? Nice job, guys. Nice job. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. And uh, please, for those of you that have been keeping count on the fucks for tonight, please remember that that fuck actually does count towards your fuck list. You're welcome. I needed to make sure that I got in my listing for tonight. I know I'm kind of doing this a little bit differently, but Bridget, you were here uh, earlier, so I'm going to get you to get a little bit of time in first. Bridget, thank you. I thank you for being here on and and not having me be alone to have <laughs> to talk for the first 15 minutes. I, I really do appreciate it. On uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Glad to do it. People want to find you. They can find you. Uh, on Facebook as Bridget Fitch. Or you can stop by my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com. You try to stay warm there, huh? I'm going to try to. And Joseph, thank you for being able to make it at all. I hope that you have yourself a good, restful rest of your morning. And you take care of yourself, huh? Oh, yeah. I have a day of Excel in front of me. Very exciting. Yeah, combining medieval place names from five different records into one comprehensive source. Well, good luck with that. Um, You're still you know, awake. You know, you using Excel and this this guy stockpiling weapons using Excel. Do we have to worry about you? Are you gonna, you know, start? You know, uh, actually, people? if it makes any difference, I'm using Open Office. So, ah, well, actually, it does. <laughs> Good, that's much better. What? 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 Okay, sorry to bring this up at the end of the emission, but what do you mean by Excel? This guy was using Excel to catalog his weapons. Uh to catalog uh, people that he was intending to uh, kill and oh. places. So, yeah. He, Microsoft Excel was actually listed in the article specifically as Microsoft Excel. Okay. Sponsored by. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I was saying earlier, you know, there's no such thing as bad press. Taking evil to an entire new level. Yeah, but uh, they, they wouldn't do that. That would be wrong. I'm sorry, Microsoft. Yeah, you and Microsoft uh, Bob so can just we. go ahead. And, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Now I'm thinking Clippy from Microsoft Bob. Oh, there, there's a there's a yeah. It anybody like that you're them. attempting an assassination? Do you want some help with that? Uh, <laughs> anybody that remembers what Microsoft Bob was and try to put it together with Clippy? Oh, that's just. That's, you know what? I I'm just gonna call it a night. Because I'm now starting to think into really, really evil thoughts. And when you start doing that with technology, it's a bad thing, man. It's a bad thing. So, <laughs> Felix is saying in all caps, kill Clippy. Right there with you, man. Right there with you. Anyway. So, of course, as always, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Uh, if you would like to subscribe for the podcast for the show and get just the audio version, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. You'll be able to subscribe over on the left-hand side. Uh, whenever Dallin is able to get around to uh, getting that back up and running, once he's got a new computer, you know, 
so unfortunately we don't have anything very new so you could you can listen to the old stuff again i don't know why you'd want to but sure yeah you could you could go ahead and do that anyway all of our contact links are also available from over there if you'd like to leave us a voicemail message feel free to do that 859-HCTV-554 859-4288-554 and if you'd like to drop a couple of dollars our way feel free to do that over at patreon.com slash hctv uh we will be looking forward to talking to you guys again next week um i do have a trip coming up to toronto in march for fertile equinox how that's going to play out for the show that particular weekend i do not know yet we will figure it out but we've still got a little bit of time before that happens so uh as always until that next time we get together everybody please stay safe and please be careful so as always until the next time we get together everyone i wish you all the peace i no longer have i wish you the strength that i've learned i wish you well and of course my lady 13 and a half years on i am still in love not today fujin i love you i miss you dream of me till the next time we get together everybody as always Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.